You are listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast. Hello and welcome to the Chits and Giggles podcast. I'm Russell and today I'm joined by Ben. Hey Russell. Hello. So today we've got a nice simple podcast for you and it's simply going to be a review of Machi Koro and it's two expansions, one called the Harbour Expansion, and the second called Millionaire's Row. So, Ben, mm-hmm. would you like to give us a quick overview of how Machikoro plays? Uh, so Machikoro is a uh, engine-building, tableau-building game where each of you is building up a city and you'll be collecting different buildings. And these buildings you'll be purchasing using money, which you'll earn by activating your buildings through the roll of dice. So each turn you'll roll dice everybody's buildings that match that dice number will be activated, generating income, stealing income, doing things like that. You'll spend that income on buildings, ever increasing your uh, city. And what you're trying to do is unlock some um, certain establishments. And the first player to unlock all the establishments is the winner. So yeah, basically, um, it's a very simple to learn game. Um, Although we did touch on last week's podcast about how uh, some people forget some simple rules like choosing which number of dice to roll. Mm -hmm. But overall, it's a very easy game to learn, a very easy game to pick up. But overall, personally, when the first game came out, we're talking about just base Machikoro, Mm -hmm. I wasn't totally won over by it. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a very... It had the potential to be a really good game, but I just think that it just didn't have enough real fun elements, fun gameplay to it that I just didn't... I wasn't hooked yeah, well, uh, it's interesting because when it came out and I first played it, I actually then went and bought it after playing it because I did enjoy it mm-hmm. because I like engine building games. Um, but there were a few issues that I did have with it. Um, and those issues were um, it was too easy to be able to identify which strategy you want to go to from the beginning and just follow that strategy. Um, and usually that was getting all the ranches and then the cheese factory and winning like that and the game my goal in life very quick yeah it's your life goal ranches and cheese factories but uh it means that the game was over quite quickly there was off there was big runaway leader issues as well Mm because once um you have more buildings and then you're generating more income it's it's hard to catch up with somebody who's doing that so uh and so then, then there also wasn't enough player interaction i felt that often you're getting a lot of money but there were a few cards that you could take money from people but often it didn't mitigate how much money they were earning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was improved by adding more players. If you had a three or four player game, then it was a better game than with a two player version. But that's purely through player balancing. Oh no, it wasn't. Well, it's not not massively through player balancing, but a lot to do with there were some cards where you get to take money from all players. Yeah. And in a two player game, that's not as just good. the other player. But exactly. in a four player game, you're getting more money. Uh, so things like that uh, were improved when you add more players. So. Then the Harbour expansion came out with, well, I'm counting at 11 cards. Mm-hmm. Um, three of those are actually establishments. So um, as we mentioned earlier on, the establishments, you get four in the original game. And to unlock all of those is how you win the game. So they added two more um, paid establishments and one sort of general establishment, which is um, one City which Hall. Is pre- permanently yeah, unlocked. Yeah, permanently unlocked. And so essentially um, that one lets you gain money if you don't have any money um, at the point where you're buying more things more buildings in the game so it's it, it kind of fixes one of the yeah potential well, issues what that game. was interesting about the harbor expansion is they essentially addressed every single problem that the original game had they increased player interaction 
uh, they added uh, extra goals, so the game took a little longer to complete. But the best thing they did was they changed what was available to purchase. So in the original game, every single building in the game was available on the table to purchase. Yes, that's right. After the Harbour expansion, they're all now shuffled into the deck and you only have 10 maximum um, maximum available and these will be randomly selected from that. And each time you then deplete a pile, you'll reveal new cards, possibly re- revealing a brand new building you haven't seen yet in the game. And this means that your stri- strategy has to be more reactive Instead of you just right from the start of the game going, I'm going to buy all the ranches and then I'm going to buy a cheese factory. Now there might not be any ranches. So you're going to have to adapt Think to what's available. Think on your feet, basically. Um, and that massively improved the game, that alone. But they also increased the player interaction by um, by adding red cards. And these are the ones where you get to steal things from other players. Just to clarify, though, there were red cards available in yeah. the original, but they've added more. They've more added more, red cards, which is, yeah. increases the player interaction because the red cards are the ones where you can steal things from people, and they added it on the 7 and, and the 8, eight which, which are, are the gonna... most common numbers. That's so, right. So, Well, it, if you unlocked the train station, y- yes, by the way. Of course. <laughs> um, so that really helped uh, the game out, and I felt that the game after the Harbour expansion was released was drastically improved, and it, it really made the game... Um, what it is now well i i one of the things that i actually um recall from first playing the the harbor expansion is things like the tuna boat card which um lets you gain sort of potentially a lot of of Mm -hmm. of coins basically you roll the dice the two dice and then whatever number that is is how much you get however um because this game mainly revolves around rolling the dice and obviously the two dice go up to 12 um, but in uh, in one of the other cards uh, the that there's that added, the harbour, which is obviously what the whole expansion was based on, you're allowed to add two to the total of your number if it's above 10. So you suddenly go from having a max of 12 to 14 yeah. now on Ender Card. And that's basically one of the extra um, strategic additions to it the did. game, which makes it a bit more... It did, Well, however, I can change which cards I activate. It did, however, I feel that combination of cards actually did have one negative effect. There's one card in the base game called the Orchard, which is a blue 10 card, which means on a 10, it will activate on everyone's turn. Mm -hmm. The problem is, if you have a lot of these Apple Orchard cards, um, then... With the harbour, the other player yeah. will roll a 10. They'll instantly make it a 12 or 14. Because they don't want everyone else That's to right. get things. Which means that these cards where the original cost um, and reward was balanced on the original game is now unbalanced with the harbour expansion because rolling, getting a 10, um, not rolling a 10, but actually getting a 10 is now quite rare because most people will increase that to a 12 to trigger one of the harder buildings. Yeah. But uh, obviously the most recent addition to this game is called Millionaire's Row. It came out very recently yep. and that's what we, we well, we got a look at. So what cards, what kind of cards are involved in this? So should we, should we... Millionaire's Row has added a lot of interesting player interaction mm-hmm. uh, to the game. You, there's a lot of things now where <clears> you can uh, take cards from people. You can even give them. Yes, much to my chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> you can also give people cards. And there's also some cards in here that are completely free to buy. Um, so you've got one which is called a loan office, which is free to buy and you get money immediately. However, every time you roll a five or a six, then you have to pay some of that money back. Yeah. So that sounds pretty bad, except you've also got the moving, company. the moving company, which allows you to give cards that you've already built to the other player. So you can get a loan 
and then pass that loan on to another player. Which is interestingly on the numbers 9 and 10. Now, just literally just a few minutes ago, we said about the 10 number mm-hmm. being quite a, a crappy number because it gives other players and people won't want to choose it because of that reason. But now, suddenly yeah. there's a good well, reason to want to choose a 10. They've balanced that because they've also yeah. added two more purple cards. And again, purple cards are the cards that you use to do big damage to other players yeah. on your turn. They've added two new purple 10s. Mm-hmm. So 10 now is a lot more tempting yeah. to keep it when you roll it because they've given you so many cards and the green and purple cards only activate on your turn so now they've tried to fix the problem that the harbor one created where if you roll a 10 on your turn you're tempted to change it yeah they fix that by uh making it very beneficial if you have the right buildings to actually roll a 10 on your turn um, one of the other big things that they've seemed to have added from this um expansion is a lot of cards that um depend on the number or activate depending on the number of landmarks or that you've constructed um with landmarks being the the, the main this that we mentioned before. Yeah. yeah so um these cards some cards will give you um you know good money if you have less than the required number mm-hmm. of landmarks but others will punish you if you have more than the yep. the you know written number of landmarks and i think that's quite interesting it is and because it, add, it makes those it makes activating those more of a choice well if i activate that then it'll yep. lose that power but if i activate that then that could happen to me and i find yeah. that's been quite an interesting addition to the so game so what negatives have you seen from the million ro- well, millionaires well the, the funny thing is is that um it, from the Harbour expansion onwards, like you said, you get a 10 random cards available at any one time. Mm-hmm. But I actually feel like that can kind of punish, especially in a two-player game. I think it can punish um, players because one person might get a really good card and that card might not be might not be able to come up again yeah. during yeah. the rest of the game. And I feel like that can really make the game a little bit uneven. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of the main negative thing I think about the game as it happens. But... Because it's such a short game, mm-hmm. um, I don't really want to say that it's that bad because yeah. ultimately this is meant to be a quick, fun game. It's, yeah, it's, it's not true. like a highly... It's not highly strategic purely because there's so many random elements to the game with the dice and the, the availability of certain cards. But that is something that does might be uh, like a sore point for yeah. some people who are considering buying this. Um, also, I'd say the number of cards <laughs> that are available now is quite a lot. If you were to use both expansions yeah. and the base game, yeah. Which, which the game kind of is telling you to do, really. It's mm-hmm. saying, like, this is this is the game. Like, you, well, it doesn't really offer you an option to, like, pick yeah. the, the types of cards that you play. And I think that maybe that's something that should be added to the game as almost like a house rule. Yeah. Like, you can pick to play well, with the certain thing is, cards. Because now you shuffle all the cards together, yeah. it could be really frustrating having to pull certain cards out yeah they also haven't included a method of being able to identify using Mm. a little symbol or something which cards are from which expansion um so if you did want to separate them you'd have to actually look online as well because the rules don't even tell you all of the cards that are in the expansion once you get them out and shuffle them into the rest of the cards you have to actually look online to try and remember which cards came from which expansion um and also now because the deck is so tall uh, that especially in a two-player game, you, there are some cards you will not see for the entire game. Now that's that's good in some respects, but like you were saying before, it means if someone buys a really good card, you may never see another one. So if you buy that card early, then 
you may have the only copy of that in the entire game. Well, let's just say we had that situation um, when when Ben here, Ben and here and I were playing um, a game the other day, and he had managed to get his mitts on the moving company mm-hmm. um, and a couple of loan offices, and he managed to palm them off on me with me having zero way to get sort to of get, my own back on right, him because there was no uh, because there was no other moving companies available, and it's quite cheap. It only costs two. So yeah. I think I just snagged that as soon as I saw it, thinking, yeah. oh, that's going to be pretty valuable later on. So, I mean, I, I can't, I mean, we can't say for sure whether it's, you know, it's a balanced game or an unbalanced game, um, because obviously there are lots of strategies here, especially yeah. now with these two additional expansions. But um, I, I, I feel like it's not, it's not ju- quite at the point. I think what they've done... Something needs to be done for it. What they've done with the game is with every expansion i feel like they're trying to plug holes they're trying yeah. to f- fix the game they're almost like patches to the game yeah they're trying to fix issues that existed in the original now the original i think was great for two players however as it's gone on i now wouldn't recommend if you were playing with both expansions i wouldn't recommend it so much for two but yes for three and four because i think you need a bit of that player balancing to mm. help stop the runaway leader problems so with cards like the moving company where you can take things, if everybody manages to get one, people can gang up on a person to help bring them yeah. down. And I think that element of the game will help balance it and equalise it and make it quite exciting. There's so much player interaction now available, and I think that's always a fantastic thing. But in a two-player game, I just think the nature of the game doesn't allow that much interaction to come out. But in a three- or four-player game, I think uh, it would be much better than the original was. Yeah, That does... Remind me of something, though. In a two-player game, because there are so many different cards now in the game, if you want to be able to see every card that you've built, last time I played, it took up the entire length of the yeah. table to display all my cards. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, if you're trying to play a four-player game, you're going to need a massive table. Now, I do want to point out that you can actually you can actually not play them all in the same single row. You can play them. Yeah, I know, I know, but... <laughs> And I, but this is what I had to do. But if you were playing on a slightly smaller table, yeah. then... Uh, it's going to take up a lot. Of you're going to have to do a lot of stacking and then look back through the cards and you might miss triggers and, and I don't things think that's, like that. Uh, to me, that, I don't think that's such a huge issue. But I see your point. Yeah, I think um, it might be for some people. So obviously you want to end on a sort of lighter, happier note. Um, and I always say there's no excuse um, for a game not looking good. And this game does look really, really nice. Like the art style really fits the game it's really like bold colorful like it, it's really good and also um the box that the original the original games box um uh, for base machikoro does come with a, with more than enough space for the base game and its expansions without having to you know fiddle around with because i have like heard that. people complain about when you buy just the original they're like why does it come in such a big box and the german version comes in a much smaller box but now i have all the expansions and i just keep them in the original box i think that's obviously why they did it and it works really well Exactly. So kudos to IDW Games on that. Um, so yeah, that's basically that's yeah, so our review. For Millionaire's Row, if you have Magikoro and you enjoy it, I definitely recommend getting it. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't, I um, recommend yeah trying the original, seeing how you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, go on from there. So yeah, um, do remember to check out 4chitsandgiggles.com for more reviews, podcasts and other gaming fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and apart from that we will see you next week yep. thanks for listening thank you for listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast for more reviews and podcasts visit forchitsandgiggles.com <laughs>